Some say Chinese is one of the most difficult languages in the world, and learning it is almost impossible. So learning Chinese, the most difficult thing. So I'm sort of tone deaf. I can't really hear them. I think the cultural mindset is the biggest complication for the us. grammar. It's just complicated so much. Only because you're not learning it in the right way. Why not try Takeaway Chinese, where you can take some Chinese away and experience progress day by day. Take away Chinese. We will promise you a difference. Welcome to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niel Honglin with Georgia Massette joining me for today's show. Hello, Georgia. Hello, everyone. It's always great to be here. It's always a pleasure having you here. And I was wondering, because you've been, we've been talking about Chinese language, sharing Chinese culture, Chinese food a little bit, festivals for sure, for quite a long time. And I was wondering, is there another maybe element or aspect of the Chinese culture that you're particularly interested in yet we've not talked about? Do you have a list of those that we might be able able to discuss in the future? Oh, actually, uh, yes, I'm pretty change a little. I'm pretty obsessed with uh, literature, Chinese literature. Sure, and that could be a good a thing. Martial arts. It's Ooh. something that I'm pretty into. And uh, I've practiced martial arts when I was in high school and a little bit. And now a lot of friends are actually getting into uh, Kung Fu, actually. And and they're trying and they're, I'm, I'm getting excited. And I think I will try as well because I've never tried this kind of martial art. Oh, that's lovely because Kung Fu is exactly what we're going to talk about for today's episode. Actually, I was trying to ask you, do you know how to say Kung Fu in Chinese? But apparently you know it's Kung Fu and this word can actually be not only Kung Fu the martial art the noun of the martial art practice but it can also mean time so if I say this matter is quite consuming in terms of the time you need to spend the effort you need to put in the energy and everything in it so Kung Fu also carries the meaning of a little bit of effort so I guess it suggests that in order for someone to practice Chinese Kung Fu, to know Chinese martial art, you need to be very invested in it. You need to spend a lot of time practicing to be good. So that's my understanding. And uh, hopefully after today's episode, people would have a better understanding or perception about the Chinese Kung Fu. And another thing that I find interesting about this is that because Kung Fu, martial art or Kung Fu is really closely related to Chinese culture, or at least for many who are not from China, who are interested in the culture, it's kind of like they're the first thing they've come across when it comes to Chinese culture. Is that the case for you? Well, uh, actually not. But now that you talk about it, I'm having this uh, flashback of watching uh, Bruce Lee's yeah. movies. And of course, I think it's without knowing it, when I was smaller, it's one of the first uh, ways I came across uh, Chinese culture, which is which is actually interesting. I never realized it. <laughs> yes. And at the same time, even for Chinese people, we live in a modern society. Not each and every one of us would be able to practice martial art. I cannot practice martial art. But definitely we have 
craft understanding of different, for example, genres of martial art, different ways of practicing, and of course, different combo and different styles. And many of the styles are actually related to certain location. For example, Shaolin Si. Have you ever heard of Shaolin Temple? Yes, I've actually heard of it and、uh, about his great history and how. Well, in order to practice gong fu, in this case,、uh, teachers really、uh, teach people the not only a physical way of training, but also a mental. And it's I can consider it more of a path. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a path that goes together with mental and physical, and it's it's more than an actual sport, actually. Yes, and with all that, actually, in especially most Chinese peoples. Mind, we believe that a different location, different genre, or different—you、um, can understand it as a school of thought when it comes to、mm-hmm. martial art—has their own base, their、um, kind of like their national center bureau that they、yes. started、mm-hmm. everything. And those places can often be famous tourist destinations for Chinese people, and of course for foreign guests and tourists as well. And that is actually going to be the theme of. Today's takeaway Chinese. So hopefully after today's show, not only will you have more knowledge about Chinese martial art and culture, you would also add some destinations on the list of places that I must visit when I come to China. So.、Yes. Yes. So, for our dear listeners, if you're interested in Chinese culture and you want to get a grip on the Chinese language, then this is the show for you. Stick with us for 30 minutes, and you soon see the rewards. And for more fun Chinese learning, follow our Facebook page, Learn Chinese, to watch many fun videos and live streams. But now, let's provide you with some free Chinese for takeaway. 我最近迷上了中国功夫，太飒了。那我带你去少林寺体验一下吧。真的吗？我还想去武当山。没问题，咱们说走就走，来一次功夫之旅。我最近迷上了中国功夫，太飒了。那我带你去少林寺体验一下吧。真的吗？我还想。去武当山，没问题。咱们说走就走，来一次功夫之旅。And that's the conversation. How'd you like it? Would you be the one who's interested in visiting these places? I would be. It's. It looks like such a. a... A path that you're going into, into visiting these places and discovering yourself somehow. It's more not the typical tourist destinations, but at the same time, it's more it's a travel within yourself and a, an actual travel. So、Ooh. it's something that I would love to do. Ah, I like the way you think and describe all this. But let's start with the language first. For the first sentence, 我最近迷上了中国功夫，太飒了。我最近迷上了中国功夫，太飒了。I have recently become obsessed with Chinese kung fu. It is so cool. <laughs> okay, so 我 I 最近 recently 迷上了
to be obsessed with, to become obsessed with. Yeah, the reason I was laughing is because of this. Because, yeah, I get it. Uh, be obsessed with can be a kind of translation for 迷上了. 迷 carries the meaning of enchanted, of mm-hmm. uh, you've been basically confusing someone with this one object that is very attractive, very magical, and you cannot think of anything else but this one particular thing. That is why me, in the Chinese concept, I would like to assume that me is relatively a neutral word. It does not have to be obsessed with in a bad way. It's more like I I can think of only this, nothing else. This has captured all of my attention, something like that. So 迷上了, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, uh, so Chinese, Gong Fu. Yes. I'm glad that you are translating Gong Fu directly into Gong Fu or Kung Fu because, yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. And I feel like it's really hard for me to relate to any other kind of martial art or um, similar practice with the word Gong Fu. Gong Fu is definitely a religious Chinese thing. Yeah, I think so as well. It's it's so big at the same time. It, it, it can be compared to other it's an icon, definitely. And uh, Tai. Tai, too much. Too much or very. But I think in the mm-hmm. Chinese context, again, we would translate Tai to too. But I feel like in English, too carries this little bit negative connotation. If you say someone is, she's just too beautiful. I mean, yes, it's she's very beautiful. But if you say, oh, she's just too strict to her students, then this too is like a bit too much. But yeah, in the Chinese context, negative. yes, uh, mainly too is again neutral without a super positive or super negative kind of feeling. So tai, you can just say tai美了. She's just really very pretty. Sa. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, so cool. It's actually the first time I see this word. This is quite, I would say, popular adjective for Chinese people these days. Because from the sound of it, actually, in the very beginning, sa, this character or this word is the sound of wind. If you think mm. of a cool breeze in the hot summer day, it's not this very subtle or very gentle kind of wind. It's like shoo or sa. It's the very direct cut to the chase, clean cut kind of feeling. Sa. So people would use this character in words like ying zi sa shuang. We know shuang has the meaning of cool and then mm-hmm. comfortable and happy in a hot summer day and you have a drink or you have a sip of a iced soda and you would feel shuang. <sighs> That's shuang. And sa and shuang carries that kind of feeling, which is why sa is very often used to describe women who are very cool, uh, mighty in spirit and heroic bearing and that kind of feeling. You can kind of imagine a girl who's really good at martial art and uh, she is really cool and really handsome in a way. And that is Sa. Oh, yeah. So the first thing that comes to mind is she's so cool. Yeah, you can use definitely use that to describe her. So cool or sa can be used in this scenario. So tai sa. Tai sa. Is sa uh, something that is recently used 
or is it in vogue since a couple of years? Actually, it's been there for for a really long time. For example, we mentioned Ying Zi Sa Shuang. This is a Chinese idiom. It is used to describe this really vibrant and mighty kind of feeling. Yet mm -hmm. the character Sa itself being used as a word to describe these really cool ladies. I think that is more of a trend for recent years. Yeah, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And then, 那我带你去少林寺体验一下吧. 那我带你去少林寺体验一下吧. Then, let me take you to the Shaolin Temple for some real Gong Fu. Yes. Na. Then, 我, I, 带, uh, to take, to take, 你, you, mm -hmm, 去, to go. Yes, and 那我带你去, then allow me to take you to do mm -hmm. something. You can add basically anything after this little phrase. I mean, I don't think it's exactly a phrase, but it's really frequently used. So remembering this pattern, this little short part of a sentence is very helpful. I think that's the thing. When you're learning a language, you can remember certain um, fixed combo or fixed phrases and it'll help you to use the language better. For example, I can say things, 那我带你去逛逛商场吧。then allow me to take you to the mall and let's, you know, okay. have a little bit of shopping. Uh, then allow me to take you to the restaurant. Yes, to eat something. So these are very useful sentences we can use in our daily lives. Yeah, I feel like it's very pretty use. It can happen every day. We are talking about a coffee shop or something. And then you can just take the ball and say, oh, let me take you there. We can have a good time and be together. So it, it can be used very frequently. Yes. And after 那我带你去, you can put a place after it. You can put something you want to do after it. Or you can say like what we have here in the dialogue that let me take you to this place to do this. And the place here is Shaolin Si. So let me take you to Shaolin Si Temple. So Shaolin Si, uh, si itself is a temple and Shaolin is the name of it and Shaolin Si is the Shaolin Temple. Tian. Uh, to experience. Mm-hmm. Yixia. A little bit. A little bit. To, to just, you know, to try it out. I think um, though we'll translate it as a little bit, actually it's more of a way to be relatively modest, to mm -hmm. soften the tone. And ba is put at the end of the sentence to suggest this is a suggestion. Okay. So really, I also went to visit the Wudang Mountains. Yes. 真的吗? 真的吗? Really? Yes. You can also say 真的假的 or 是真的吗? It's, they're all okay. And then 我 I 还 Also 想 Want to 去 Go uh -huh, To the Wudang Mountains. Yes, to the Wudang Mountain. Now here we have another very useful and easy to follow uh, phrase pattern or structure of a sentence that is 我还想. Can you make a sentence with 我还想? Uh, can I say uh, 我还想跟你去图书馆? Yes, definitely. So I, I still want to go with you to the library to study. Maybe it was something that we don't really want to do, but we have to. 
It's okay. You can want to study. It's okay. I know you are a really good student, and yes, you can definitely say that. And here, 我还想跟你去图书馆 When I hear that sentence, I would assume that we've done it already, and you want to do it again. And that's the thing、exactly. with 还 we will translate it to steal sometimes, or also sometimes, but it can also mean once again. 我还想去 I would also want to go there again. But here in the conversation, 我还想去武当山 is on top of Shaolin Si. I would also want to go to 武当山 So 我还想 can carry these two different kinds of meanings. Can it also carry the meaning? I wanted to go in the past, but I still want to go now. Yes, definitely. So I want to do it again, or I still want to do it. Hmm. Hmm. No problem. 咱们说走就走，来一次功夫之旅。没问题，咱们说走就走，来一次功夫之旅。No problem. Let's start packing and embark on a gongfu journey. Yes. Ah,、uh, 没问题。没问题。No problem at all. No problem at all. 咱们 We. What's the difference between 咱们 and 我们 That's actually the question I wanted to ask you.、Uh, <laughs> okay. When do we use "done men" and "woman"? Wait, why aren't we using "woman" here? To be honest, at the very beginning, I thought "woman" means I and someone else. So、mm-hmm. when I'm talking to you, if I say "woman," I'm talking about someone that's not actually at sight, that is not with us. And "zama" means you and me, but actually, after a while, I realized that was quite a local thing. So for me, maybe I speak like that. But for people living in, for example, the northeast of China, Dongbei, they would use "zama" and "woman" interchangeably. So my suggestion is that you can basically use "zama" and "woman" interchangeably. And "zaman" is relatively more colloquial, whereas "woman" can be definitely used in both spoken and written scenarios. And if you'd like to distinguish who does "zaman" or "woman" actually refer to, go make sure of the meaning. Regard with the context, so still、mm-hmm. also read between the lines. So that's "zaman"、yes. and "woman" interchangeably mostly. Oh, that's the,、uh, it. Actually, was a question that popped in in my mind because it's a two-person conversation. So I asked myself, why why isn't he a woman? So it's good. It's good. Now I know about it. Yes, uh, 说走就走 uh, without hesitation. Let's do this. Yes, 说走就走 Actually, you can translate it to say go and we will go. So 说 is say 走 go 就 then 走 go so. The moment we say we're gonna go, we're leaving. So it's like decide to go and then leave. It implies a spontaneous decision to go somewhere or to do something without much planning or hesitation. It's often used to describe impromptu trips or activities that are decided upon quickly and enthusiastically. And the phrase reflects a scene or a sense of adventure and spontaneity. And、uh, we say, 咱们说走就走 let's go and just you know just go. Or you can say. 这是一场说走就走的旅行。Oh, this is a very spontaneous trip that came on a whim. Yes, so 说走就走 it's not exactly a Chinese idiom. It's more like a common phrase that we use these days. Oh, it's. I think the best decisions are taken in with 说走就走 I can imagine maybe a group of friends、uh, not ch-、uh, being together, and then someone has this great idea. 
And everyone is like, let's do this. Let's Actually, do this. Let's do it yes. now. Let's do this. Uh, and lie? Uh, to go. I think lie is more like to conduct, to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 一次. Uh, one time. Mm -hmm. Gong Fu. That's Kung Fu, we know. Gong Fu. Mm -hmm. Gong Fu Zhi Lu. Gong Fu Journey. Yes, so zhi is kind of like an ancient way of saying apostrophe s. Uh, it's an ancient time de, and lu is short for lu xing or lu cheng, so journey. Gong fu zhi lu, it's a journey of kung fu, a kung fu journey. All right, that's the conversation. Do you have any questions? Actually not, you answered all my questions. Great, let's give it a go then. You start. Okay. So, You're listening to Takeaway Chinese with myself, Niu Honglin, and Georgia. We would love to hear from you. Send us your thoughts via email to learnchinese at cri.com.cn. Coming up next, let's plan your gongfu zhilu right now. Don't go away, so you will take some Chinese away. Welcome back to Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Honglin, joined by Georgia. So Georgia, tell me, do you know anything about Shaolin Si, the Shaolin Temple? To my knowledge, um, I know something because it's, I think it's so popular that it crossed uh, continents and it came to Europe. I'm, I actually came across uh, some videos on the internet and also it mentions in some uh, movies. So to my knowledge, it's uh, located in Henan province and it's this big temple where uh, Gong Fu is practiced inside. There are many students that embark in this journey uh, with teachers, very great teachers, actually masters. And this is my knowledge. And I didn't know it could be a place for tourism. And this is something that it's calling to me. So there's a lot of places that I would like to visit. Yes, actually, you know quite a lot about Shaolin Si already. Like you said, it's a Buddhist temple at the very beginning. And the monks there have been really good at martial arts. It's one of the homework they need to do every day. So they study the Buddhism classics and they do their daily chores, cleaning the places and eat and um, study. And one very important thing is to learn martial art. And with that, they started hundreds of years ago to be this place with a lot of people, masters with great Kung Fu skills. And with a relatively larger base of Kung Fu masters, they developed not only their style, their school of thoughts when it comes to martial arts, but also the 72 unique sets of skills. We call it 72绝技. So 72 is 72, and 绝 carries the meaning of this is something very special, very unique that I have. And 技 carries the meaning of skill. So this is a special skill that nobody else can do and it's kind of like a secret the know-how and the practicing method and ways are kind of like secrets and the 72 unique sets of skills 72绝技, and all kinds of special skills of kung fu techniques such as qigong uh, and also 
grappling, that is 擒拿 in Chinese, and wrestling, 格斗 in Chinese, and all these kinds of skills. And Shaolin Si definitely is a place that you can visit. It's a tourist destination. And the thing is, when you're there in modern day China, when you're there, not only will you be able to appreciate the architecture, the Buddhist classics, you would also be able to witness some kind of performances carried out by the mm, Kung Fu masters there. So they'll play the Kung Bo and they would uh, show you how the Shaolin Kung Fu is like, their style of Kung Fu. Wow. I have this image in my head that maybe comes from movies that we we see a lot where Shaolin Si and Kung Fu is extremely respected. And I have this picture also of these great landscapes. And I, I just, it, I'm in awe. I can, it's something, it's a path. How you uh, said that uh, it's not just physical, but it's also mental. And it's something maybe at a certain point of Gong Fu, you can become a weapon. And because you're so well trained that you can actually hurt someone. But having these great principles uh, that you're following and this mental uh, strengthness, it's something that makes Kung Fu so unique. Yes. And on top of Shaolin Si, another very famous tourist destination related to Kung Fu would be Wu Dangshan that we mentioned in the dialogue. Wu Dangshan is located in central China's Hubei province. Wu Dang Mountains are recognized as the cradle of Wu Dang Kung Fu as a renowned Taoist sanctuary. So, so the Shaolin Temple is with a Buddhism background, whereas Wu Dang Mountain is with a Taoist background, and uh, they are also a UNESCO World Natural and Cultural Heritage Site. And the Wudang style of martial arts stresses the importance of training both the body and the mind, like you said. Like the Shaolin Temple, there are many well-established Kung Fu academies in Wudang. Young students from around China would flock there every year to experience a childhood like no other. And the thing is, when it comes to Chinese Kung Fu, or Chinese Kung Fu, the practicing and the nurturing of both mind and body is important for all different kinds of rangra and different schools of thought. And the only thing is that they have different ways to cultivate your mind and body. And they stress different, for example, points in your body and they want you to breathe in different ways. And that brings us to the end of today's Takeaway Chinese. I'm Niu Hong with Georgia Masset. For more episodes of the show, you can visit our website at radio.cgtn.com and go to the column podcast. You can also listen to the show and read the script there. Find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just search for Takeaway Chinese. Don't forget to leave your thoughts, comments, and ratings. Thank you very much. 我们下次再见。Goodbye everyone, Zaijin.